0: I don't know what I'm program and am not sure what I'm saying. I'm not sure we should be uh, looking at the seerah and we understood that uh, looking at the life of Rasulullah is an obligation on us so we can learn uh, how to follow Rasulullah as following Rasulullah is an obligation as that's similar to we have to follow Allah جل, we have to follow Rasulullah because he was the messenger of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. He's the one who conveyed us how to worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Now, <clears throat> so before we talk about uh, indulge into directly the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, Alaihi Wasallam when he was born and when he got the Nabuwah, the Prophethood and all those things uh, it's good to have a little bit of uh, uh, background of the situation or the conditions that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sent into this dunya to convey the message of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Otherwise, um, it's, it's a little bit uh, vague to uh, understand and also it helps us to uh, see that how Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi wa was able to change the society from what we call it uh, in our uh, books and uh, the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi the, the days of Jahiriya uh, was transformed into uh, the time when Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi and Sahaba, they were implementing the command of Allah Azza wa and people who were living according to the command of Allah صحيح. and that was the purpose of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sent, being sent to this dunya to bring the people to worship one Allah alone and uh, leaving uh, the creation of Allah to not to be worshipped and th- that's the main purpose of all the Prophets who came um, so when we look at uh, the, the Arabian Peninsula where Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sent as a messenger, uh, we find that uh, in, in Arabic uh, it is referred as Jazeera uh, Al-Aram uh, and in Urdu we refer to them as Jazira Numara. because uh, in Urdu specifically when we say Jazira, Jazeera means an island and uh, Peninsula actually is not really an island it is like an island because it is hanging in the water. But one side is attached to the land. Um, so uh, uh, the people who were living uh, in jazeera al arab they were Arab. And Arab uh, means actually uh, deserts and barren land without water and vegetation. Uh, this, is, uh, this was the situation of uh, those people. The place they were living in was, uh, was a barren land. So this is deserts. Uh, and uh, uh, Arabian Peninsula if you look at the uh, uh, I have happened to have some map I found that somebody drew it in the time of when Rasulullah was born how the map was at that time uh, and uh, uh, if you look at the uh, the west side of uh, of the uh, which says uh, Arabia over here which is is the Red Sea and uh, the 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 Sinai which is the Egypt here and uh, we can see that on the uh, on the west coast west side you see persian gulf or it's also called arabian gulf as well east side. Uh, sorry east side east side so west side was the red sea and the and uh, the, the sinai and uh, east side was persian gulf and on the north you see actually uh syria or sham and uh, and part of iraq is also there but in and 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 the south you see the arabian sea and uh, yemen and hadramaut Um, and when we talk about Syria uh, on the north uh, uh, today when we somebody says Syria we think of it as we're talking about the country Syria Uh, Syria was always referred as bilad al sham or Sham meant uh, always that included the current Syria uh, Lebanon, Jordan and Palestine all all of them together that used to be referred as as Sham Uh, so when uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is when we read the Ahadith, because there are many Ahadiths that talk about Sham, Hasham. So Hasham does not necessarily mean just Syria. It could mean Syria as well, because Syria was uh, Syria uh, was supposed to be part of Sham as well. Um, so uh, that area in general was under the Romans. And when we talk about uh, uh, the, the, the area above the Persian, Persian Gulf of, of Bahrain, uh, and uh, and the Persia also next to Iraq, uh, all this was actually Persian Empire. So these two were the main empires. If you going to call it the superpowers uh, during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam when he when he came. Uh, now, <clears throat> uh, being uh, a desert or non-vegetated land and a barren land, it kind of uh, protected. The al Arab from the invasions of uh, uh, other nations. So, in general, people were not too much interested from that perspective that it is barren. It's Who's going to go and live there? As, as one of the quotes from uh, Alexander uh, mentions, that when he passed by, he looked at it, oh, these people fighting each other as a barren land. He just passed by. He did not even want to stay there. And we are talking about hundreds of years of BCs before. Uh, uh, thousands of years before Rasulullah so, Allah, uh, so th- that's the, uh, when it comes to the geographical location And uh, but, but even though it was not invaded and all those things at the same time it was, it was also a very important place as well because of multiple reasons one, it is surrounded by the superpowers of the, at that time Persian and Roman Empire and also it has all the waterways around it so it became an important uh, uh, area as well because of the other reason uh, now <clears throat> so the arabs who were living there and i will uh, i was thinking about going into too much uh, detail of the the names of the tribes and all those things i think it becomes uh, too much so i would I ask if anybody is interested i can provide information where it can be found uh, i will just talk about uh, uh, very briefly about what kind of Arabs who were there and uh, as far as the name Jaziratul Arab goes that name was given to that uh, peninsula from the known history from the beginning of the time you can think of it whatever history we are aware of it was always referred as al Arab. Now uh, the, the, there, there were three kinds of Arabs who were living there one is referred as Al Al baida Al Al Baidah, Al-Arabun Baidah are the ones who are referred as the perished or, or perishing Arabs. They were the ones who were from uh, the Qawm of Al, Al-Tamud, Jadis, uh, uh, and Amlaq. And the, these were the ones who are kind of extinct. So there's not much known history about these Arabs. Second Arabs, which are referred as the Arab which is the, which are the pure Arabs. They are the pure Arabs and uh, who are originated from the progeny of uh, uh, Ya'arub bin uh, Yashjub bin Qahtan and uh, they are also called Al-Arab Al-Qahtaniyah Qahtaniya or Qahtani Arab in, Ur- in Urdu we say. Uh, Al-Arab Al-Qahtaniyah uh, and uh, these were the ones who were referred as the pure Arabs then the third kind of Arabs which is uh, called Al-Arab Al-Musta'aribah Musta'ariba means these are the Arabized Arabs they were not Arabs but they became Arabs and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam actually is from that lineage because Ismail Alayhi wasalam, we all are aware of that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was from the lineage of Ismail alayhi and we'll go back to Ibrahim Alayhi salam, of course uh, and uh, Ibrahim Alayhi salam, was not Arab he actually uh, from the land of Iraq and he migrated from Iraq to Egypt and to Palestine. And then he stayed in Palestine. But he wanders around many places. And uh, when uh, Ismail was born, uh, and uh, he, he was leaving Ismail and Hajra, the, the mother of Ismail in Mecca, uh, there are different variations of reports that you find. Some will find that, that talks about there was a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to, uh, to, 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 to leave them. And others actually talk about as if the Sarah uh, the wife of Ibrahim, she got jealous of Ibrahim, uh, the birth of Ibrahim, uh, and she wanted to Hajar to be left there. Uh, either way, uh, the main thing is Allah Subhanahu wa He dropped off uh, Ismail and Hajar there, and he went back to Palestine. And uh, we are aware of the story of Ibrahim, uh, the Hajar and and uh, Ismail over there when uh, he left them. Uh, they, he left with a small amount of food and when the food ran out, Hajra was, uh, he climbed up to uh, to Sofa, uh, one of the, the the hills and she started looking around for uh, some help and she did not, could not find anything. Then she, uh, run, she ran towards uh, uh, Marwa, another hill and she went back and forth seven times looking for some people over there and when the, uh, Rahim left, there was not really any population or anything was there. So, <clears throat> while she did that, uh, uh, she heard some noise, which was the noise of, the noise of some water. And when she looked at, uh, the, towards the noise that was coming from by the feet of Ismail. He was, he was a small baby, but he was hitting the ground. And uh, the reports talk about Allah, Subh'anaHu, and Jibril, and Jibril is the one who uh, opened up that well. And, and that one of the hadith of Rasulullah talks about when the water was gushing out... Uh, 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 Hajra, she went there and she started uh, making like a some sort of a, uh barriers around the water, so it does not spill away. So it can it will contain. And the hadith talks about that. Uh, uh, so Allah said, if Hajra would have not uh, Hajra would have not stopped that water, it would have been a flowing river. Uh, but it, it stayed to be an open uh, well, and uh, even until today, millions and millions of people who go there and get the water, and uh, that water has been sent out across the world. So uh, Ismail, he stayed there, and when some of the people from Yemen, they were passing by, they saw that uh, there's some water, and because of the water, you start seeing the birds and other things uh, around it. So uh, they asked Hajar to, uh, to stay there and get access to the water, because she's the one who had the control of the water at that time. And uh, she allowed them, and later on, uh, we find that there are four more incidents at least which are mentioned in the Qur'an and the Ahadith uh, of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that uh, mentioned the, the visitation of Ibrahim salam, to Ismail. That does not mean that those were the only four. These are the four that we are aware of, at least from the authentic sources. And those uh, four incidents are like this. The first one was... Uh, uh, which was when when Ismail was uh, was a small boy. Well, uh, not really small. He was strong enough. Uh, he used to uh, he used to walk and uh, helping out Ibrahim al-Salam. in the incident mentioned that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala ordered him to sacrifice uh, Ibrahim al-Salam. So that was the uh, and uh, uh, we are aware of it. so I'm not going to go into too much detail of this specific incident, but. In that incident, this is first incident when Allah ta'ala ordered to be, uh, sacrifice Ibrahim, and Ibrahim uh, fulfilled the, pro, uh, the command of Allah ta'ala So did Ismail, and both of them went to uh, to sacrifice Ismail salam and, and we know that uh, until today, all the Muslims they celebrate or uh, they remember that uh, that event of the history, and uh, we uh, we do the Hajj at that time, and also do the Eid uh, al-Adha. Uh, So that was one incident. Second one was when Ibrahim was already married. So when he came and he was looking for him and he did not find him at home, but he found his wife. So he went to her and asked her how she was doing and upon which she was complaining about the life. uh, How the the, the life in poverty she's living in. So she complained. (coughs) So Ibrahim, he left a message for Ismail in you want to call it in the like coded words. Uh, so in, in code, he said, uh, when Ismail comes, tell him, uh, tell him that his father stopped by. And he said, change the doorstep of, the, uh, of his house. Uh, so when Ismail got the message, he understood his father actually told uh, uh, Ismail to, uh, to leave this uh, woman because uh, or divorce a woman. And he divorced his wife. And uh, second, uh, the third time when he came, and now Ibrahim, uh, Isma'il was married to uh, to the daughter of the uh, daughter daughter of the chief uh, uh, over there, who was from Yemen. And uh, he, when he came, Ibrahim came again. He did not find Isma'il, and he asked that wife about uh, about the situation, and she was very thankful to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, and um, she was happy uh, uh, for whichever situation they were living in, for that uh, Ibrahim told him, uh, told, him uh, told her to give the message to Ismail that keep this doorstep so, uh, just to make it clear, doorstep does not necessarily mean here uh, degrading uh, your wife or, or, or the woman in this case it is in a cold way, uh, mess, uh, way Ibrahim will just convey the message to Ismail and the fourth one was uh, when Ibrahim came and he built the Kaaba with Ismail and uh, the, this is the, uh, uh, the, the the second wife that we are talking about Ismail from, from her uh, Ismail sallam, had 12 sons and uh, from those 12 sons Rasulullah uh, uh, so wa was from, uh, from the same lineage that we are talking about from that woman about whom Ibrahim a.s. praised her and asked Ismail to keep the wife so he was from uh, from that uh, wife now <coughs> moving forward so people around the, uh, Ismail salam, they followed the religion of Ismail salam, uh, which means it was the religion of Ibrahim a.s. and they continued to follow the deen of Ibrahim So they were on the deen from Allah they were following uh, the Tawhid. The, the, the the and uh, until uh, there was a chief of uh, one of the tribes named Khuzar. His name was Amar ibn duhayy Amar ibn, Amar ibn Luhay, he was uh, he was a scholar among them. He was a chief. He was a very generous person. He was a loving person. He used to give a lot of charity. And people obeyed him. So one time he was visiting Syria, Sham, and he saw people over there, they were worshipping actually idols. So I'm not going into the history of how mankind started worshipping idols. I'm talking about how he brought idol worshipping to Makkah. So there's a distinction. Sometimes people get confused. No, no, there are other stories about how people start working or worshipping idols. No, we're, talking, we're not talking about that. We're talking about specifically how idol worshipping entered there in Makkah. And for that, this uh, Amal ibn Luhay, he was a chief. And uh, when he went to Syria, he saw people worshipping idols, and he, he liked it. So he said, why not bring them to uh, Jazirat al-Arab also, uh, to, to Mecca, uh, and especially actually Kaaba. Bring it there, and let the people among us also start worshipping them. Okay, And uh, the reason he was impressed was... Syria or Sham was referred as the land of the prophets. Don't forget that. If you look at the histo- history of uh, Islam, you find the at least the one that we are aware of from the Quran and the Sunnah, you will find majority of the prophets were sent to that land which is Asham. Um, and uh, when he saw that and there was a the place for the uh, the message of Allah subhanahu wa Taala, for many prophets were sent, and of the scripture. <clears throat> so he said, "Oh, this is good. So let's we should do that." And he came back because people were too much into uh, liking this person, uh, and he was a prominent figure among them. When he suggested, people blindly followed him, and they started worshiping them. And from there on, you find. So Hubal was brought uh, to Makkah, and there were actually uh, the four major uh, idols they used to worship. Uh, one was uh, Hubal, then Lat, uh, Manat, and Uzzah. So, uh, the, uh, and they were at different locations. Manat was uh, al-Mushallal near Quday, and al was at Taif, and Uzzah was in the valley of Nakhla. So these were the four main gods. But besides that, they used to bring, they used to bring other smaller idols as well. So these are false gods that they were worshipping, besides that they were bringing other idols and leave, putting them in their houses, and in Kaaba also. As we know, when Rasulullah sallam, he conquered uh, Mecca, when the Mecca was open, they found about 360 false idols or statues were there, that people were used to worship. Now, I want to take a pause here, because when we are talking about the seerah of Rasulullah wa, even the situation or the time uh, when we're discussing, we have to relate to ourselves as well. It's not the purpose of just keep learning the history, and we cannot relate to our lives. Now, here, uh, think of ourselves, and Allah, uh, We can take it back to what Allah Subhanahu talks about it, uh, like the people like Amr Luhay Okay, so he had the stature of people would follow him, uh, but at the same time that does not give a free pass for the people that they can just blindly follow people, right? Allah Azza wa Jalla says in the, uh, in the Quran uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about here in Surah Tawda uh, um, and the meaning of the ayah is they 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 took their ahbar, uh, ahbar referred to as the rabbis and rahbar are referred to as the monks of the Christian. They took them as their arbab, as their lords, and uh, Ali bin Habib, may Allah when he heard Sallallahu alaihi reciting the the, the ayat from Surah Tawbah, he asked uh, Sallallahu and he was a Christian at that time, as the uh, tafsir books talk about. That when he asked this question, there was a cross hanging around his neck, and he asked Sallallahu alaihi wasallam that uh, uh, he said, "But we did not worship." or we'd not make them as our gods we'd not make them as our our Arbab or the Rabb these these, uh, scholars and the worshippers, the the monks so Rasulullah said whatever they commanded you as halal or whatever they said was haram did you accept it? and uh, he said yes and Rasulullah said this is what it means by worshipping them or making them as your Arbab. Arbab is the plural of the word Rabb. And Rabb means Lord. You're making somebody as your God. So this idea of following people instead of Allah Azza wa Following the command of the humans instead of Allah wa Is equivalent to as if you are making them as God. Because this, is the, this only belongs to Allah wa ta'ala. As Allah Azza said, In hukmu illa lillah, belongs to only Allah wa so the right of uh, the, of giving the right and wrong it only belongs to allah subhanahu wa taala and if it's taken away and given to the people then we are assigning we are giving them the job of which is uh, which is something allah has kept to himself and we are assigning to the creation of allah subhanahu wa taala and this is what exactly happened over there as well and look what they have ended up with because blindly following can lead you to enter into a uh, uh, into kind of a hole where you will end up doing things that you would have not done it if you would have thought about it you would have looked into the right uh, evidences for the things and uh, this is what we have to do today as well even uh, if I am sitting here and talking about it or any, uh, anybody comes here, any scholar or khatib comes and talks about something if he is bringing something, it has to be from Quran and Sunnah this is where the respect goes to so we, we take the things that are fro- coming from the Quran and Sunnah because at the end of the day to, to be successful we have to follow the Wahy from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. our success lies in following the commands of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la alone and this is how we should be looking at now going back to uh, the, 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 the kind of religions that they ended up with because of this one thing that uh, Amr al-Luhay, uh, he brought one idol. And that continued on to a point that it became a common thing in uh, the Ziyar arab or Arabian Peninsula to worship idols. Uh, and while they were worshipping, and there were other religions too, and I will just briefly talk about them uh, after I talk about what, what kind of a worship they started doing at that time. So they were doing different kinds of things. For example, they were devoting themselves to those uh, uh, false gods. Or the statues or idols that they were worshiping and they were calling them as for any kind of a help they were they, they needed they were calling them for the help even though uh, they did not uh, help them in any way they could not help them they could not harm them as a matter of fact Umar he used to uh, once he was laughing about uh, uh, something something came to his mind He started laughing somebody asked why were you laughing and he said that he remembered that in the Jahiliyyah that he had a, a god made up of dates and he got hungry and he started eating his god so he himself was laughing at the kind of things that he was doing See? Uh, if you if you're not uh, using your mind properly uh, and become like a blind follower you can end up doing anything and Islam actually emphasizes this aspect in Islam that we have to think to the come to come to the conclusion of that Allah is the only one to be worshipped, Allah is the one the creator of everything. So Allah is the messenger and the book is the Qur'an that needs to be followed. Once this is irrationally and intellectually we are convinced with, the next step is to know what Allah wants, and when we know what Allah wants, then we say wa Watana. But we have to know whatever we are following, it is what Allah Subhanahu wants. So this is what they were doing. They used to worship, uh, do the uh, like a Hajj to the uh, these idols. And they used to do the Tawaf around these uh, idols as well. Besides, besides the Kaaba, they used to go Kaaba as well. And uh, uh, they used to do sacrifice to the uh, of the animals, right? Uh, even uh, unfortunately, uh, some of the people you find them today as well. They do these kind of a for uh, whether they're the they're the false idols, and sometimes they are doing uh, for so-called saints who have passed away, or uh, the, the the people who are uh, righteous people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa that, <speaking in Hebrew> that uh, and that what is sacrificed at the Anush Nusub mean like an altar where you will uh, where you take the animal and you slaughter uh, for, for, for the for the for the statue or something. Allah subhanahu also tells us <speaking in Hebrew> that do not eat that on which the name of uh, uh, of Allah subhanahu wa taala has not been mentioned, okay. And another place Allah wa ta'ala talks about on which than the other than the name of other uh, uh, beings be taken. So we are not allowed to eat that. And besides that, they used to do like uh, uh, they used to devote certain kind of food and animals uh, for a specific god. And then they used to have a some share, and they used to they they knew Allah subhanahu wa taala as well. So they used to have a part for Allah and part for these idols. And then when they are in need for more, they will take the part of what they have designated for Allah and they give it to those idols. But they would never take the part of those idols and give it to Allah. Um, So they they have a strange kind of rituals that uh, they ended up with. Uh, And uh, besides that, when they were worshipping, in uh, in some cases, they even got to the point that uh, they used to go for the Hajj and they would do the Hajj naked. Um, in some cases, women will give a little bit of a clothing, uh, but still almost they are, uh, women are also almost naked. Or women uh, guys are naked and they're doing the tabah for the Kaaba uh, in no clothes. Uh, some who had the uh, uh, enough money to buy a specific kind of clothing, they would wear them, but they still have to dispose those clothes as well after they are done. So, uh, and uh, when they were worshipping them, and it's no different than today as well, the people who are worshipping different kinds of idols, they would tell you that, oh no, no, we are not worshipping them directly. Actually, we are just using them to get closer to Allah. And this is what they used to say also that we are not worshipping them, we are just worshipping them so we can get closer to Allah. Okay? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need any of these things to get uh, uh, people get closer to Him through them uh, We understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is closer than Hablul Wareed. Hablul Hablu is the uh, is referred to as the general vein. So uh, we don't need somebody in the middle to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, As a Muslim we understand, we can ask, uh, we can talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making the dua at any time no matter where we are at right? Okay, now besides that, uh, there are the other religions that uh, existed uh, in, uh, uh, in, in Jaziratul Arab were, uh, they, they, they also have uh, Judaism, uh, the Jews, They, as we know, when Rasulullah even migrated from Mecca to Medina, he found uh, different tribes of the Jews, including uh, Banu Qurayla, Banu Qaynuqa, Banu Nadir, and and in So there were quite a few uh, the, Jew- the Jewish tribes that existed in the Arab. and they most of them they migrated from Palestine to uh, the land of Arabian uh, Peninsula. And uh, they were Christians as well, uh, and the tribes like Hassan, Tayy, Tawilab, and some other uh, ones they were following Christianity. So there were some <coughs> some Christians, some Jews, and some Magians also. Magians are Are referred to as the in in Arabic or Urdu we say Majus. Majus are the ones who worship fire. And um, and uh, and when the when the story of other Sahaba, including Salman Farsi, will come, we will see that how Salman Farsi, who was born in the family of the Magians, and uh, he was uh, one of the fire worshippers at one point. And um, and those people in general were in Persia, Iraq, Bahrain. Uh, and uh, uh, Al-Asha' and some Arabian Gulf Coast uh, and some Yemenis also were uh, magians. and the fourth religion uh, that we find were uh, uh, which is uh, Sabi uh, Sa'biyoun uh, in Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about them as well uh, and you find a, a little bit of ikhtilaf about this and those are normally, they were normally in uh, Iraq uh, and some in Yemen and Syria as well uh, the difference you find about, among the scholars about the suabeen is some say these were the ones who were actually uh, worshipping kawakib or the or the stars or the planets as in the time of Ibrahim If you go back to the story of Ibrahim, how the people of Ibrahim were worshipping uh, the stars and the planets. So, uh, and the other understanding says actually Swabi or suabeen are not the uh, star worshippers, rather. Uh, Arabs actually used to call anybody who would leave idol worshipping they used to call him a Sahabi so that's just another interpretation and I, Allahu'alaam uh, which one is uh, uh, the, the correct one but I believe uh, the, the second one makes more sense uh, in reference to some of the Ayat also talks about the Sahabi uh, but uh, besides that uh, we also see uh, some of the prominent figures that we all of us are aware of Even uh, like Rasulullah sallallahu uh, he never worshipped uh, neither Judaism, Christianity, Sohabi being a, a majus, or idol worshipping. He, he did not do that. Until he became a prophet, he was in search, and this is why you find that he used to go to Har Hira or uh, the Cave of Hira, right? And so Rasulullah was known that he never worshipped idols, even though his family and the tribe. Was doing idol worshiping. Okay, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiAllahu anhu. He never worshipped idols. Okay, and uh, similarly, you find there's another person, and uh, he was the father of Sayyid Sayyid Zayd is one of the Ashram Boshra, the ten who were given the glad tidings in this dunya. Uh, his father was Ibn and he actually he did not worship idols and he used to call himself that he is a follower of the deen of Ibrahim he did not know how to worship Allah he used to say Allah is only one but he did not know how to worship him and you find some of the reports talk about that he is sitting uh, uh, against the walls of the Kaaba and he used to say that he heard from uh, some people that that there's a prophet is coming but he did not know and as a matter of fact, he passed away before Rasulullah the Prophet, and the fourth person that we are aware of is Barakah bin Nofal, that who became a Christian. We know that he was an idol worshiper, but he became a Christian as well. Now, why am I bringing uh, these points also? Look, uh, the thing is, even in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu uh, before he became a Prophet, the Quraysh uh, or the or the Makkans or the the, the Arab they had many religions over there already and people were living together Rasulullah was not worshipping idols the Makkans did not have a problem Abu Bakr did not worship idols they did not have any problem and uh, we will see when we go through the seerah of Rasulullah that why it became an issue for them later on when Rasulullah he called start calling for Islam another religion compared to what they were following. So inshallah, when the time comes later on, we'll see. But I just want to give a, a <coughs> some, uh, some background so we have an idea that there were different kinds of uh, religions existed in Jaziratul Arab before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, was born and became a prophet. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and Sirah